Welcome to Ask the Accountant, the podcast that is made for you. Weekly podcast live Mondays from 8.30 a.m., released on the podcast service of your choice on Wednesdays. Your main weekly hosts, Aaron Patrick and Johan Gary. Got something to ask? Submit your questions below or ask during the show. Podcast loading. We are currently getting everything set up behind the scenes. So sit back, relax, and we will be with you in a few seconds. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody, and a very warm welcome to Ask the Accountant. Today is the 5th of December, and this is episode number nine. My name is Aaron Patrick. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Jan. Jan, how's it been? How's your week been? Good morning, Aaron. Yeah, uh, busy, busy week last week. Lots of traveling. Uh, fantastic two days at Accounting Web Live. We'll chat more about that later. Um, and then, yeah, big business decisions so we've closed down the Edinburgh office because it's only me that works there so I'm now in my home office this is version one um version two will have to have some new lighting I think to get rid of this lovely shadow um you only need one dome in the video shot don't you don't need that second one um but yeah how are things with you very very good yeah as 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 same as you busy busy week I'm actually looking forward to this week because it's the first week in Oh, how many is it going to be? Six or so that I'm not going to be in a hotel room during the week. So that's a big, big push for me, plus for me. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, we've got people in the chat already. So, Paul, good morning to you. Hopefully you're having a good day. And if anyone else out there has got some uh, some questions or want to make some comments, then please do use the comments there. Um, so we had some feedback from from the show as well, didn't we? So we had some people at Countex come up to us. What did what did they say? Was it good or bad? Did they like it to tell us to give up now or how'd it go? No, no, we got lots of positive feedback, I feel. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's still very surreal to walk into a room and to be stood there and to people come up to you and shake your hand and say, hi, I watched your show, I listened to your podcast. It's, you know, and to hear stories. So like one gentleman was telling us how his mate listens in while at the gym and the podcast is perfect for his gym session because it's only one hour long and that's how long he spends in the gym. And just like, I'm not convinced that's the motivational, inspirational track you want when you're in the gym. I say that I don't go to the gym, so I wouldn't know. But, you know, I normally listen to it to put me to sleep at night. Never mind <laughs> motivate me in the gym. Um, but yeah, no, overall, it was absolutely fantastic feedback. Everyone was saying how insightful it was and how helpful it was. Um, and no one told us to quit and get out of the podcast world. So that's always a bonus. That is a bonus. So, some people were shocked at me for some reason. Like They all recognised you. You were you were working that the day, weren't you? So yeah. they all kind of knew to come and beeline over to you. And then they're like, oh, yeah. Um, oh, what? You're Aaron. It's like, yeah, I mean, I tried to come branded with the uh, the branding accordingly. But yeah, no, it was, it was good seeing the people that I, I bumped into, everyone, like you said, had a really positive say on it. And a couple of people came to their first ever convention as well. So, yeah, hopefully you all enjoyed it. Hopefully you all came away with it, with um, with all the uh, benefits that we kind of promote during the show. So, no, it was a good one. It was uh, good to see people out there, good to kind of um, connect with people and 
yeah, long may it continue. We have got some big plans for next season's worth of um, of the convention. We're going to be looking to see maybe possibly some uh, some collectibles, something to hand out, and to so next time you do see say hi to us, you might get a little little prize to uh, to accompany that as well. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that one. Um, we've got a big show planned today, so we've got lots and lots to talk about, counting web being most of that section. We've also got a bit of an MTD update, including some new software that's come to the to the forefront and how that's worked. And then we've just got a few a few other bits to finish off towards the end of the day. If you do have some feedback for us, don't forget to use the feedback button that'll be down below on whatever service you're listening to today. So make sure you use that button accordingly. Give us some feedback. Tell us what we've done right and done wrong. So maybe there's something that you don't agree with. Or maybe you want to tell us that actually, yeah, that's exactly how you would do it. Either way, use the feedback button below or talk to us live during the show. Don't forget that we're also on Apple Podcasts and other podcast services of your choice. And if you do get a moment, please review the, uh, or please leave a review to give us that helping hand. Wonderful. Let's go straight into the topics then. So topic number one, as we mentioned, was all about accounting web live expo i got it right for the first time i'm mean, actually how to say it um we've done a nice little um breakdown of it ourselves we've got some socials that we're going to be posting hopefully thursday this week so keep your eyes out for that one where we go around and find some cool friends and ask them to uh, promote themselves and give us a reason why we should be interested in their particular service so do keep an eye out for that one but the the the, uh, the conference itself um was over two days at coventry um, lots and lots and lots of topics going on. There were four main topics, but we'll cover them over the boat, or at least four that came out as main topics that we'll talk about in a moment. But what was your initial thoughts, say, and how did you find the day? What did you think was the uh, highlights, lowlights, et cetera, et cetera? So it was a really good two days overall. I think day one was a lot busier than day two. I question whether it needs to be a two-day event. It certainly didn't drawing the crowds for day two it was very quiet um i would also say it it was very it felt like the end of a se- end of the season like the swag everything we saw was kind of swag we'd already seen um everything we were being told is the same things we've been told for the most most part across all the other shows um however it was a fantastic event for very good quality conversations. Um, there was no rushing around as such. It was very much more conversational, networky than other events. Like Countex can just be too busy. There's too much to see and do. You're in too much of a rush. Um, Accounting Web Live, however, was fantastic. Location. As I said last week, Coventry is not my favourite place in the world. And I don't know. I know it's in the Midlands, so it's quite central in the UK. I don't know how well connected it really is to everybody. Um, you know, I, it took me four and a half hours to get a train down. And it's a direct train, and that's great. But then I'm hearing people saying, oh, it was like, who live outside London. It was two or three trains and four hours for them and it's like Christ that is a big commitment if you like for me I understand I've got to make that commitment to travel because I live in Edinburgh I get it but actually if you live in what is relatively a short distance away from Coventry and you've got to travel for two or three hours worth of driving to get there 
it's a big commitment. Um, so whether the location was right and whether the dates were right, I don't know. The, like, why would you put an accounting conference on the year on the month end date? That that's that challenged me. Having said that, it, now it's on the accounting web live website. We can formally say that next year event will be mid month, so it's going to be I think fifteenth, sixteenth of November. That's right, and it's going to be at the NEC in Birmingham, which I think is just more connected directly with trains. Obviously, you can fly in. Um, you can drive in through the M6. It's nice and easy. And mid-month makes a lot more sense as an accounting firm to be able to spare resources to go to it. Um, so, yeah, that, they're my main thoughts. Overall, a really good two days. Um, after party was interesting. Mm. You know, when you walk through the doors to an after party and the first thing you see is an ice sculpture that everyone's necking vodka straight from. Um, that I think that tells you the mood they're trying to set for that after party, and that's fine. We did a bit of networking, didn't we? And then promptly left about half eight, so uh, it wasn't a late one, but yeah, it was overall a very enjoyable two days. So, what are your thoughts, Aaron? Anything different? Anything to add? Yeah, I think I, a lot of what you've just said there. I think the big phrase we heard time and time again was quantity. Uh, quality over quantity um and that's where definitely a lot of people were probably focusing more on the positives of the fact that the, you know because there was less people there more opportunities to actually have a proper talk and proper chatter and get things done um for me it was definitely something that i was um i was impressed with is the fact that um there was the opportunity for us to actually do some work in terms of like talking to vendors and actually do some maybe some deals or look at look at changing, you know, account X, um, digital accounting show, all of those are absolutely amazing. But because they're so frantic and so, you know, busy, we don't actually get time to do much with them and spend most of my time actually, to be honest, just, you know, keeping up with the day. Like before I know it, the day's gone and we're, we're it's all done and dusted. Um, but in in accounting web, I was actually had the opportunity to talk to a couple of vendors and you know, we're going to make some big changes for our business and our practice going forward. And it was because of those talks and having those opportunities to really deep dive and understand. Um, and I wouldn't have that time normally. So it's a blessing, isn't it, that we have that opportunity to to do that with, with the event. Yeah, especially on the, for me on day two. I spent a lot of time on day two making introductions, whether that was, you know, introducing Cresco to QuickBooks again, lobbying QuickBooks to start talking to other app providers because there's some big names from QuickBooks at these events over the two days. Um, yeah, there's a lot of diplomatic work, shall we say, and negotiator work being done by ourselves to help, you know, we want these apps to talk together. Let's use this event to get that to happen because we've got the time to do it. Exactly. And we've seen the outcome of those things in the past when when app users lobby to get other apps to talk to each other, it can often be a very positive outcome. Yeah. Um, and those apps were, were like, oh, we always wanted to talk to each other, but we just didn't know who to talk to. Whereas we kind of know who those people need to be introduced to to make it work. And we have real pain points, don't we? It's like, you know, when when apps get, get developed, sometimes they're in their own little bubble and their own little world. And, 
you know, they've got crunch time and everything else that goes with it. And they're focusing on X, Y, Z for their roadmap. When actually, when we have the opportunity to talk to the actual users and go, look, this is my big pain point. For a great example is what you brought with Cresco. Like, you know, for us, our big pain point is we would love to just use Cresco exclusively going forward. You know, we we believe in their technology. We understand what they're trying to do. We love love their technology. Love the you know the features they brought to it. But until we can get QuickBooks to listen to us, that we need them to help us as well and help the developers going forward and improve their SDK, then we're never going to get that streamlined solution that everybody wants on par with what Zero's got. And it's not until you know people like ourselves are sh- shouting out that they're our pain points that's actually preventing us from growing our practice, which means that preventing us from getting more QuickBooks license and helping QuickBooks grow. Then you know until we kind of make those sort of talks and and shouting and about those sort of things, it's not not going to do anything for us, is it? So yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's good that we have those opportunities to do that. Um, like you said, with Swagwise, it was, yep, there was quite a lot of swag out there and it was quite good to go out there and grab some. Uh, QuickBooks themselves were pretty much just giving away some stuff that was uh, old branding, so it was good to kind of stock up on. Um, Dex kind of had a quite a nice little feature, didn't they? The whole winter is coming box. That was yep. impressed with that. That was good. Uh, Iris was behind a paywall, so you weren't allowed to have Iris's de- decent swag unless you were a, a particular gold member or whatever it was, wasn't it? So that was an interesting choice. Not 100% yep. sure I'm on board with that one. Um, um, but no, overall, I think the coveted one, though, when I made sure I got some, was some uh, Counting Web socks. So did you grab yourself oh, a pair? No. Oh, the, the beautiful socks, beautiful. And then we're going to have to have another shout-out, the hammock socks as well, because we're you can yeah. never have too many of the hammer ones, can you? Lovely, lovely, lovely piece of swag then. Um, we also got a bit of work done ourselves. So we went around and, like I said, we did a bit of social work. So we got some, got the camera out and pushed it in front of people. So looking forward to see people's reactions to that one. And we got some good good insights, didn't we, from people yeah. that we wanted to push and promote. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a good, good one there was a bit of a breaking news we'll come to in a minute so that was that kept us all talking and got the chin got his chin wagging um day two didn't it day two was a bit quiet but then we had the excitement of this news yeah kept kept everyone moving kept everyone talking um and then like you said nec next year um i think that's a that's a good good positive step that one um end of the month was challenging to say the least um i had my own challenges to be able to get get stuff done um, and I know a lot of people that was what kind of stopped them from being able to attend the show in the first place because they just couldn't risk it, couldn't risk not getting certain bits of work over the line. So having it that that mid month, I think, will be a massive help. Um, I do have some uh, some slightly awkward news in the who else is going to be joining us at the expo at the same time. So we're we're not going to have the expo all to ourselves as accountants. There's going to be the family attraction expo as well. Um, and just to kind of read in with this, so it's going to be exactly the same dates, 15th to 16th of November. Um, and it's all about people who provide VR experiences and other attractions, uh, family attractions for businesses. There's over 500 exhibitors um, and they're looking for around about 6,000 visitors. So I'm going to put my neck on the line and say, if you're going to want a hotel around the NEC area, you might want to start booking that now. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's probably our top tip going forward um we're going forward on that one so yeah overall though positive wasn't it it's end it's the end of the season so we kind of got next season to look forward to um but yeah it was a it was a good good event overall wasn't it yeah and like we there was a lot of us joking on day two about 
you know, everyone's getting rid of their swag. They wanted to clear the warehouses out because it, that was the 2022 season line. We're going to be, everyone's already looking at what they're going to do. I was having some interesting chats with QuickBooks about different swag they were looking at doing for 2023 season. Um, and yeah, it's very much like a, a bit of a fashion season, isn't it? Like, right, that's 22 done. Now let's look at 23. What's going to come to, what's going to be the most popular type of swag thing? I think it's fair to say this year's definitely been water bottles, whether that's a plastic water bottle all the way through to lots of them were doing um, Chilis. Chili's water bottle, branded water bottles, which are not cheap water bottles to have. Yeah, I can um, see three from behind you. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I've got quite <laughs> got half the store. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting the excitement that the swag brings and that, you know, you want to be at Countex next year when everyone launches their 2023 swag lines. Um, so, yeah. It's... Well, before Countex, we've got QuickBooks Connect, haven't we? So, you know. Yes, we have. Save the dates, come out. Yeah, save the date during the show. That was quite a clever way. Get yep. Again, got, got people talking. We're all talking about it. Um, same venue as the last time it was live. So, Billingsgate. So, that's uh, that's going to be exciting times. Looking forward to that one. And for people who want recommendations from a hotel, over the road is a, um, a hub, a Premier League Premier Inn hub. Which I say that last time. Highly recommend it. Dirt yep. cheap if you get it there early. So, yeah, we are, you're going to have a good time on that one. So make sure you keep an eye out for whenever it goes live. We don't know yet. Well, the only thing we do know is one day event. It's only accountants only. What we don't know yet is uh, the price. Um, so yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. Um, few kind of key themes about the uh, about the expo itself. MTD obviously, but we'll come back to that in a moment. Um, practice management so maybe just maybe we've made a positive influence on the industry because it sounded like people were listening to us weren't they um practice management became a huge talking point in terms of what what they can you know what what the software vendors can do for us accountants how they can help us going forward um even people like hammock who don't have any practice management solution was saying how you know they're talking with sage on how they can help improve it for accountants and help them um, so that was a positive outcome from that one. Um, we've seen a lot of chatter in the in the in the eco space about how accountants can be helped. I think it, it did kind of help that this whole expo was the strap line was by accountants for accountants, wasn't it? So it kind of set the mood as to what to expect. But it was good to see all that. Um, hopefully, that means maybe client engagers sometime around this time can uh, can be involved in one way or another. So yeah, we can uh, we can push for that going forward. Um, the other three main top talking points were skill shortages and automation so yeah we've got a massive um, massive skill shortage at the moment and it's good to see that you know instead of just doom and gloom about it well, what can we do to help how can we improve efficiencies how can we make sure that there's all ways in which we can automate things going forward and i can see that's starting to take through uh, to com come to fruition now which is good to see Outsourcing was a big part of parcel of it as well, but that's always going to be there. If you like it or, or love it, then, you know, there's always an argument for each side. And then payment technology was the fourth and final one, which, you know, I I would have thought at this point, everyone's got their payment technology all sorted or, or done and dusted. But thankfully, no, it's still still a hot topic. And again, we'll we'll keep pushing what we uh, what we like about the payment technology side of things. You know, you Cresco the world's trying to do something a bit different. Um, and everything else, but we also got some news about KeyPay as well, didn't they? About their payment solution and how that was uh, going to be uh, brought out. So, yeah, there was a 
interesting talks as we kind of expected going in there wasn't any major major announcements announcements other than one piece of technology that we'll talk about later um but what do you think then do you think they were the right topics to be covering at this uh during the conference is there anything you, sh- you think they should be covering in more detail i think i think they are the right topics they are the topics that, you know i i was appalled and ashamed of our industry over the weekend when on a facebook group someone mm. said someone asked are we going to be able to do so it was in a landlord's facebook group someone asked are we allowed to go be able to do excel sheets for mtd it's a an accountant said, I'm an accountant, what's MTD? And I'm just like, oh, my God. This is what's wrong with the industry at times, people like that. Um, thankfully, most of the landlords on that group actually knew what MTD ITSA was and were all over it. And, you know, they're sharing what they're going to be doing, which is great to see that actually that industry is becoming more knowledgeable about what's coming up for them. Um so yeah, MTD is going to be there and it's going to stay. I reckon we're going to be seeing that on our list of speakers for what? Another five to 10 years? <laughs> like until, until corporation tax is completely done and maybe a year after that. Practice management, I liked to, I'd like that that was such a key thing. And um, I'll, I'll reference to what is a quote from our... Ask the Accountant, we have Cool Friends episode that we're releasing in the coming days. And the the guest on that show said that his one recommendation to accountants is that you get a practice management tool in place from day one, from client one, and use it going forwards, because that's the best way to do it. And I couldn't agree with him more. So the fact that practice management is now being talked about so widely and it seems to be something people are looking at a lot earlier in the journey yeah. is really encouraging because the amount of people that look at it too late, even I did, I, I was 80 odd clients in when I looked at practice management tool and it's like this, it was too late. I should have done it from day one. Um, so to see people talking about practice management and people adopting it earlier in their journey as a firm and as a practice that was really encouraging for me. Um, so, yeah, no, I think they're the right topics at the moment. I think payments is always going to be there because we're always going to have someone come along who's got their own interpretation of how payments could be better. And they're going to be a ch- bit of a challenger. So like Cresco coming along, they're challenging the likes of PayPal, etc. Um So, yeah, it it's always going to be a relevant conversation, I think. Um, until it's got to the point where it's so simple uh, that it's no longer a challenge. I think the focus of payments this time around was more, not so much you receiving money, but making payments for you. Well, often a new service, wasn't it? The opportunity for you to make payroll payments, et cetera, et cetera. And that really gets me excited. I know we've got our challenges with the banks not helping us along those lines. And we can have a whole topic on that one going forward, can't we? But for now, the idea that, they are trying to help us and push it forward. It's always been there, the opportunity to do backs payments and everything else. But for every business or every practice out there, it was always a massive challenge to get backs approval and the costs involved and all the, the and, and the outdated technology. I mean, a lot of them still want fax machines and they want you to fax over their backs payments, which is just absurd in this day and age. Um, but 
you know, the fact that that's kind of been the push. And there was a lot of chatter. And I was really surprised about people, you know, some of the people who came up to me about Ask the Accountant were talking about the fact that, oh, yeah, they've just started using Cresco, you know, after our recommendations and everything else. And, you know, their their big excitement about it is payroll runs and, and yeah. simplifying that and a whole new service they can add to their practice and everything else. And that's exciting, isn't it, that that's the bit that's going forward. And, again, that's where, you know, the more companies talking to one another, the more vendors talking to one another and helping and having those integrations, means we're going to have a better experience that we can then ultimately pass on to our clients definitely is yeah it's um i had a long chat with cresco about their payroll solutions we're already using it to pick up the uh one-off invoices payments so any tax returns etc get paid through cresco we're already using it for our international payments that we make um so the payroll solution is going to be phenomenal for us um so yeah we had a long chat about that and what their plans are and it's all very exciting stuff it's going to make a service that we've really been resistant to deliver now deliverable, uh, which is always exciting. You know, when a software provider goes out and fixes a problem to the point that you can now offer a service that you didn't offer because of the headaches it could cause, then it's a winner for me. Exactly. Exactly. It gives you more services to give to clients and ultimately get, keeps them more happy for you. doesn't keep them sticky. So that's exactly. what about. Um, I agree with that practice management part about the fact that it's good to see that there's more emphasis on it. But I think the reason there's more emphasis is the fact that practice management solutions do so much more now. Like back in the day, a practice management solution was just a database, wasn't it? It was a database of all your clients' data. And you'll be lucky if there's a tick box or somewhere that you could say that you've filed their return or whatever it's going to be. Um, but they are doing so much more, you know, helping you generate more fees by sending out proposals, for example. They're the sort of things that are starting to come into more practice management solutions going forward. The opportunity to talk to things like HMRC or Companies House or whichever way around it's going to be, or both in some circumstances, again, so powerful. It gives, you know, it automates that process for you as accountants. And I think the more we can kind of help push that forward and the more that ecosystem can be built, then it, it it's not just going to be a no-brainer. It's going to be essential for every practice to have a robust practice management solution they can they can work being on definitely, definitely and so if, you know client engage have just launched their pricing calculator built in free of charge it's like as these practice management tools are building these new features out and making life easier then actually it's slimming down your tool deck as well or your yep. stack as it were um so yeah it's all really positive stuff going forwards and we need it all in one place like a client rings up, they're not going to sit there wanting you to log into seven pieces of software so that you can start talking to them about whatever it is they want to talk about. You want to go to one place, it's all there, and, and and everyone's happy. And I think that's where, you know, for me, that's where the excitement's coming from with the whole practice management, you know, going forward and how it's going to work. So I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, I think we're going to have that opportunity as well, especially the ones I was talking to and the, those solutions about that whole ecosystem and how that ecosystem's going to go. Um, I think that's going to be exciting. I think props to Sage, they kind of started this conversation about building a proper ecosystem. Um, and I think it's just building on top of there. And I think certain software vendors are going to have to catch up and play catch up. And that'll be exciting to see. Um, other softwares are just going to build on their existing product. And overall, we're all going to keep pushing the boundaries of what practice management can do. So very excited to see that going forward. And then speaking of MTD being one of the main topics it was one of our topics of conversation during the day wasn't it so we had breaking news um, as... white house has commented saying he heard a rumor 
He did. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Heard there was some news about MTD at so accounting web from HRC. Yeah, and you were uh, you're the one breaking the news most more than anyone else. So do you want to give a rundown of what what was said and how the how the day unfolded in our eyes? Yeah. So was there news about MTD at so accounting web live? Yes and no. Yes and no. So about mid morning, we got a bit of a tip off from a source to say HMRC had called a unspecified meeting with no fixed agenda with all software providers for the Thursday afternoon, uh, which was last week. And then about an hour or two before that meeting, it got cancelled. But the overriding feeling from the when they initially called the meeting was it was to tell the software providers that there would be a delay in MTD ITSA. And then when you take that into account, so if we're going to tell the software providers on a Thursday afternoon, HMRC like to announce things like this on a Friday afternoon so they can have a weekend off before all the rubbish hits the fan um, on the Monday morning. Um, so, yeah, but then the meeting gets cancelled and there's no announcement made. And HMRC confirmed on Thursday had no communication plans or announcements scheduled for Thursday or Friday last week. I think it's inevitable at this moment in time. That's the general feeling everyone had at Accounting Web was HMRC are not ready. They haven't got the technology in place. They haven't got the answers to the situations that we keep giving them, where we've got multiple people in various positions. So a sole trader builder who's got a property in a limited company and a property in a partnership, etc. How do we deal with that? Because partnerships aren't actually involved in MTD ITSA. So are we just reporting the sole trade a bit? Are we, what are we and what aren't we doing? And they don't have the answer for that. So, and until they've got the answer for that, the software providers can't build the solution to that answer. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, it seems fairly inevitable at this stage that we're going to see MTD ITSA delayed by another year. I do not believe it will be cancelled. I think there's a lot of accountants that are still out there with their head in the sand saying it'll be cancelled, it won't go ahead. Because people are still saying that about MTD VAT, which is all now in full swing and completely done. Um, so, yeah, it won't be cancelled. Originally, the rumours were it was just going to be the landlords that are going to be dropped out. Then they were going to increase the threshold. I think they've realised even that's too difficult to govern because... If you're a sole trader builder or any hairdresser, whatever it is, and you've got a property, does that rule you in or out of the, of the MTD scheme that does not include landlords? We don't know and HMRC don't know. So I think they they would rather pull the nuclear option, as one of my sources called it, and say, we're delaying it for 12 months while we fix these, solu find solutions to these problems that you're presenting us. Um, but yeah, that was very much the excitement of day two. It was a very quiet day two, numbers-wise, for attendance, um, which meant actually being able to chat to our sources, going around and talking to software vendors to see what they knew. It was quite an exciting few hours. Um, but, yeah, because what's that? Rebecca Bennyworth from accountingweb.co.uk, uh, accounting their tax expert, said back in November to expect some kind of announcement on around the 18th, uh, yeah, 17th, 18th, she was expecting an announcement to delay or change the parameters 
that didn't happen. And then for this to happen, to be spoken about again today, uh, last week, something's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. But that was certainly the excitement of day two was trying to work out and plan around it because a lot of firms have got huge business plans around this day. Exactly. Exactly. So we've certainly got ambitions for when MTD it's a hit and what we're going to need resources wise, what we're going to need facilities wise. But the software providers have invested huge amounts of money expecting a return on investment from the date MTD it's a rolls out. Well, they're not going to see that for another year if it gets delayed for another year. Um, I think I said on the day to yourself, Aaron, to a few people, the best solution HMRC can do right now is if they need to delay, they need to delay. That's fine. But they need to carry open up the beta testing of the system to anyone that wants to use it so that accountants like ourselves who are proactive and early adopters can start delivering on that new system as best practice wherever possible. Then they need to start educating the general public in not in ITSA and because HMRC's style with NTD VAT was this is happening on this deadline by law, penalty surcharges, penalties, penalties, blah, blah, blah. If they turn around and say, right, we'll ignore the date it's going to happen. Let's just educate sole traders that we've got the records for that best practice is to use a digital accounting tool. That is what we see as best practice. If we communicate that for the next 12 months, when it then comes to communicating MTD, it's, a, it's not going to be such a jarring, terrible experience for them. Unfortunately, I don't feel HMRC are going to be proactive enough to deal with that and to take that approach. And also, it's, wrong. it's not enough carrot on the stick, though, is it? So what I mean by that is, like, I, I just, full disclosure, I filed MTD, it's the last week. So I was one of... Um, um, but shockingly, I'm one of 61, I think it is now, filing in the UK. I mean, that is a ludic ludicrously low number for saying that, you know, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be live in 2024. So, you know, there needs to be more of an incentive for you to go out there and put your name, like you said, open it up to more people, because even I had to kind of fight to get into the beta, even though that I wanted to be in the beta and I had to kind of jiggle a few numbers here and there to make sure i was actually actually able to do it so you know one way or another i got into the beta put it this way um, and you know we, 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 we're not allowed to talk about exactly my experience but let's just say that the software i used was absolutely fantastic the experience didn't go down according to plan if we just put it that way um but there should be an incentive like you know like you said like open it up to more people but also give an incentive like it doesn't have to be large maybe a, a tax break or something you know give them something to be able to go on and, and utilize this new software and, and utilize this new way of doing it the more people are on the beta the more people actively wanting to do it if you give clients the opportunity to save some tax by doing it that way they're going to jump on it you know they're going to jump on the opportunity to, to 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 go for it um so if we can kind of incentivize our clients to do it then of course we're going to have an opportunity to bring more people on and test out the solutions and bring people on forward and everything else that goes with it. So I really do want to see something out there to say, look, let's, let's incentivize them in one way or another financially or, or however they want to do it, you know, maybe exempt them for penalties or whatever it's going to be. I don't know, but they've got to be some way of, 
of bringing that on. Um, and then the more people we can test it and push it forward, the faster this whole thing is going to go forward. Because one of the things that, like you'd said there, is the fact that there is so many questions and question marks and technical issues. And how does it work if I've got multiple um, uh, multiple properties with not just myself, but with these other partners? And there's all these options and issues and problems that are coming up. But that's only because of the small subsection of people who are actually dealing with it at the moment. When we open this up to the whole population, there's going to be even more of these issues and problems and everything else. And we're not going to be able to deal with them and find solutions for them until we get to that point of actually having a vast amount of people actually using the solution. So we need to be pushing that as far as possible, you know, and 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 also for the people like the hammocks of the world who built their whole solution based on the fact that MTD is on its way. You know, if we delay this much further, those sort of solutions are going to, are going to have problems and they're not going to be able to fulfill, you know, their end of the bargain to their shareholders and everything else that goes with it. You know, we had the horrible news about, connect for last week and more of those sort of situations could happen and, and so solutions disappearing from us if we delay it much further because people have been putting a lot of resources and time and energy into getting this right so yeah let's hope that it's not true let's hope we do have a more positive outlook on it you know delay some of it if you need to but we need to be incentivizing people to get on that beta as soon as possible I'm sure it's a topic we'll be talking about again and again on this show, won't it, uh, Johan? So we'll, uh, we'll come back to it later. Speaking of MTD, though, we did see a whole new product being released around MTD. So not everyone got the message that MTD was going to be delayed. <laughs> no, we saw um, Dext and they released their own um, MTD and, and it's a solution. So mm -hmm. we were able to actually see it, weren't we? We got we're able to look at it on screen and see how it how it looks something else um i know it's definitely something that um was a lot of people talking about it was something that you know was one of the few announcements of the show um and ultimately it gave us a solution where you could actually file mtd directly with index itself using their wonderful solutions they've already got yeah ocr technology um had this very peculiar way of doing it where it was a kind of you had to make a, a choice at the beginning do you want to just use prime records and OCR technology and take photos and that was going to be your way of, of extracting the data or did you want to also use bank feed and let the bank feed come in and it was a choice between the two yeah. a little bit confusing in my eyes of that one I think that's going to be something that's going to be difficult to to get through to clients that you've got to make a choice it's either prime records or bank statements choose which one you're going to go for but ultimately, that's the way they've gone for it. They don't want to have a, you know, a bookkeeping guest solution. They don't want double entry. They don't want anything like that. They want to keep it really, really simple, which we definitely agree with. And there are a subsection of our clients, that I think, could benefit from that. And that could be quite a useful tool for them. Um, but what was your overall opinion on the solution that we saw so far? I think the solution is okay for <clears throat> the simpler clients out there. Yeah. So... The ones where they can either use a bank statement where everything goes through the bank, that is all that they do. They don't have any cash or anything. That's great. Or if you've got a bit of both, you put everything through as receipts on Dext. I get it in theory. I think my biggest sticking point is the price point in that they are pricing this. So the when we had our demo, we were told it's going to be £5 per month for this software. And I'm sat there thinking, well, for five pounds a month, I could put them on, if they were a landlord, I could put them on hammock. 
if they are uh, anything else, they could go on Zero, they could go on QuickBooks, and have a much richer experience of exp of their products. Um, I they could go on Sage. I don't know what Sage are offering for self-employed. I've not seen that product, and I've not seen the price point for it. But based on the market, I would argue Sage will probably do something similar. Yeah, I think it's already been announced for something, hasn't it? Which has not not been released yet. So yeah, so. I'm sat there thinking I've got all these options with richer features at the same price point, give or take a few pence, which makes it uh, the Dext Itza product seem very expensive for a very large lacking amount of features. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think for that reason, it's basically ruled them out of my consideration. If the features were, if the if they're keeping it as simple as they are, and the price point was two quid a month or something, £2.50 a month. I'd look at it, uh, it because the a lot of these clients are going to be price sensitive. Mm. But when they're pitching it at the same price as QuickBooks, uh, QuickBooks Self-Employed, where they've got a mileage tracker, they've got better categorization, they've got more features, zero go, Um you know, even QuickBooks Simple Star is only a pound more expensive a month than Dex's solution. But the yeah. value you get out of that is phenomenal. So, yeah, I think they have got a solution. I get it. I get the solution they've got. I get the track. I think what they've completely and utterly misjudged here is the price point. Yeah. And, and I think to be candid on it and to make sure everyone's aware, they were very coy about the pricing. So we don't know if that's the like going to be the official price and then they were very coy about what's their pricing going to be and everything else so given the benefit of that maybe you know either you know we were told a different price point and what's actually going to be live or whatever it's going to be yep. but you're right at that price point it is a very hard sell isn't it i think that's the feedback yep. we can definitely give them on it um i also think that the product wasn't when i was sold either or at least what i was maybe my expectations were too high because the way i positioned decks to be in the in the in the forefront of this solution was that, again, your QuickBooks, your Sage, your Zeros, they're all going to provide a solution for your clients who are happy to be on digital accounting solutions. Maybe not happy is not the right word, but are going to be on there at some point. You know, uh, Kicking or screaming, however it's going to be, they will be on these digital accounting solutions. And we're going to use all the features in there from bank feeds and everything else, OCR technology, all the way through and build all that in. And, and, and I've got a lot of time for that sort of stuff because I think that's really exciting. And it gives us as the accountants and, and you know the opportunity to work with our clients. We've talked about it before. We, we build a solution around them. But we've still got that subsection of clients who just can't do that. Like the farmers of the world and, and those sort of people, they're not going to be able to provide us or jump to a solution overnight because you know they may not have great internet connection they may not have you know there's there's various reasons why they can't do the digital accounting world that we all want everyone to be on and that's where i thought this was going to be positioned for um and i don't know where i heard this or i don't know where i i, I was speaking to one about it but there was um a talk as well about white labeling that solution for you so that you could provide a mtd solution for your clients you know an upload portal or whatever it's going to be on your own website that's where i thought this was going to be um, and it's not, it's, it's nothing like that, that, that this isn't that solution. Um, but we do it now. We've, we, you know, bridging solution for MTD VAT should have died and should be already gone by now. But if there is, if that does go overnight, we're in a bit of trouble for some of our clients because 
we have those farmers who have always done it the same way. And all they do is they upload their data to us, we deal with it, and we basically become an agent for them to filing their VAT return. That's all we do for them. Um, and, and I think that's where I was hoping this was going to position for the solution going forward for that, you know, for us to enable us to be agents to file digitally for paper-based businesses, basically. Um, and I don't feel that this is that solution. I think we're still looking, there's still a, a, a space in the market for that solution going forward. I also do think as well, and, and, and we don't know for sure exactly this, but there are conflicting information about what MTD it's supposed to be or what HMRC wants MTD it's to be. So at the moment, the way they were selling to us, one of their key selling points is that, oh, you could do your, you know, your quarterly submissions by a, by a DEX MTD to it, sir, but then use another solution to your end of year solution to go forward. And for what we know, and, you know, HMRC are changing this all the time, but what we've been told is that's not going to be able to be done either. Like HMRC's whole point of this whole solution of MTD is that you do everything in one piece of software. So you do your quarterly submissions, you do that final submission, then you do your end of year all in one solution. How that's going to work when you've got multiple income streams, who knows yet? We're still trying to figure that one out ourselves, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I'll be one of those issue, use cases because I've got rental income and I've got self-employed income. Somehow I've got to file that end of year submission in a solution and it can't all be at the one because I'm having to use two pieces of software. So yeah, it, it, there's still question marks and this is why MTD is probably going to be delayed. But I don't, I, I'm still confused about the price point. I I I, I can put to one side because you know we don't know for sure what the final price is going to be, but I don't hundred percent know what it's designed for. Like what 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 is the big like selling factor for this solution compared to something else? Yeah, I mean, I think if it's a if you're a one man sole trader with and that's all you've got going on. Dex could be the solution for you, but then value for money. If if it is five pounds a month for for the license, as we were informed at the event, I would argue that's not there's better value for money on the market. Yeah, agree. And yeah, you know, if you're going to be encouraging people into these products, you want them to see the benefits of using it. You don't want a bare minimum approach, um, which the DEX solution is a minimum standards. Like this will keep you HMRC compliant, yeah. but it will do nothing else, which is fine. But you can't you can't then price price it in line with what I would class as best in class, which is your zeros, your QuickBooks, your hammocks, etc., that are delivering a solution above and beyond the minimum standard increased value delivery when they're not at, you know, and it's the same price as a minimum standard product. I know which one I'd go for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're, we're also business advisors as, as well as accountants these days, aren't we? So we, yeah. it, we have to be telling people, uh, telling our clients to go for the, you know, the software that, if it's one pound more and gives you 600% more features, then that's the feature you've got to go with, haven't you? You've got to, you you know, for you to be able to be seen credible as the accountant for your client, you're going to have to tell them that. Now, there could be argument that it's, you know, some of the solutions out there are too complicated or too 
you know they've got too many elements to them that make it difficult for to use like you know the first first time someone's ever seen quickbooks it's probably is very daunting same with sage same with zero like there's a lot to take in there there's a lot to understand but if you can invest that half an hour to an hour worth of training with that client then they're going to get so much more out of it that it's a no-brainer to spend that time to invest in the client to bring them forward and, and go from there whereas yeah you could just tell them here's a here's your mobile phone go take a photo with Dex or whatever the the end solution is going to be for them i can see that that's going to be it but at the same time you know quickbooks also has self-employed quickbooks self-employed like we don't like the solution exactly but there is a there is a market out there for it you know there are people out there that that i've even tried myself you know as a certified trainer and trained however many people to use quickbooks in my whole life i've still got a couple of handful of clients who even though i've spent and invested the time training to them they've gone over to quickbooks uh, quickbooks online from quickbooks self-employed and have said to me look i've got to go back i can't do it i, I there's too much here and i, I need to go back to, to get back to my comfort blanket that i understood which was quickbooks self-employed yeah. so yeah there's there's definitely i can see the simplicity of it being a the usp and i can see that being the the way forward but like you said like if you can invest that time in a client and train them they're going to get so much out of it going forward so anything else on mtd so i think that's pretty much i think um, that's it i think yeah like what we didn't ask dex was anything regarding a balance sheet um, no wasn't it yeah they said no to just that. isn't anything like that so it is in line that. with the basicness of a uh, QuickBook self-employed product, and which has zero go, features. like you said, yeah, yeah, zero go, yeah. which have again potentially more features than Dexter offering. So, yeah, yeah, it. I walked away feeling a bit flat, thinking this could have been their step into the general ledger market, and I think they've misjudged it quite badly from that point of view. I'd, I've got this image of this big. Can you remember the uh, receipt bank expense card? That oh, yeah, yes. Launched and everyone's like, oh, this, that's a really cool idea. This could really work. It was what is today the equivalent of a Plio card or a Citago card. And it just fell flat on his face because they were too expensive, feature poor, um, and a little uptake. And I've got a horrible feeling they've done it again with this. Um, but we'll see. Time will tell. Um, and hopefully, if they're getting this kind of feedback now, before you know it goes beta testing today so it goes to the general public of accountants today um and hopefully if they're getting this feedback about pricing they'll review it before they go to the public version later yeah. um but we'll see because you're, you're a big dex advocate you use it for a lot of your 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 practice you know you rave about the the some of the data you get from it you know the whole how much has been you know what percentage has been automatically put through so I think we need Dex in there. We need them to be still doing what they're doing. We need them still innovating and pushing the boundaries. It's, it's quite peculiar, isn't it? That, that they are probably the largest non, you know, non ledger, non bookkeeping solution out there, aren't they? Like they, they, they've always got the biggest stands. They've always got all of the, you know, coolest swag and, and they've got a really good e emphasis on trying to help clients, uh, help accountants pain points. Um, and there's still more that, that, you know, they're being put, that they've got, ambitions and they've got a roadmap that that they're the only thing holding them back is the likes of quickbooks and zero not helping them be able to do what they need to do so it, you know writings on the wall that maybe one day they'll they'll bring out some sort of ledger of some sort so 
we do want them to succeed. We are, you know, we are pro decks in that sort of case. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're right. It's a bit of a misstep, isn't it, in terms of their initial um, you know, reaction or their initial um, uh, solution that they've put forward. So yeah, well, I think it's definitely something we'll keep our ear to the ground and uh, see if we can um, go forward and, and push for them. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Okay, so when it comes back to questions, we had a few questions come in, but what we're going to do is we're going to hold them back for the next time. So remember, if you do have a question, don't forget to drop us on the link below. So we've got the little question box there. We've had a few comments going through, so I thought we'll end today on just going through comments, making sure that we bring it in. Um, so we've already had the Paul White House one. Um, Tony Walker saying it was all about the swag at Counting Web. Exactly right. Um, and how we also got the um, socks as they had his initials on. So, yeah, hopefully... Uh, I, uh, I saw Tony a few times over the two days walking around with numerous tote bags of swag. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, it, he definitely enjoyed the swag collecting process over those two days. Yeah. Henri mentions, well, I must admit, um, I enjoyed wearing my own merch on this one. Um, with the Zero is better than QuickBooks. Uh, uh, no, sorry, QuickBooks is better than Zero. <laughs> Uh, shirt and the uh, tote bag as well so yeah that went uh, yeah that was good to do uh paul explained how he had to build his own practice management tool 20 years ago so yeah um we've i i, I must admit i did that back in the day and um, build my own um and then there's all there's a whole case study on the counseling manager website at the moment where basically i realized that it doesn't matter how good i make it i couldn't beat the opposition so you, you know you had to join them didn't you so i went over and joined them um and now there's things like client engager that you know is, is gonna just do it all for you so yeah make sure that uh, you have a look at client engager there paul um i'm sure johan can give you a nice little uh, introduction there if you ever need it uh sarah says tony it took me for a long walk to get from tony to the name that begins with a and it's my dad's name too so <laughs> fair enough yeah yeah. Fine. Monday morning. <laughs> exactly. That's why we're here. It's to start those those cogs going. You know, yeah. now we've start helping you uh get those things. You'll be ready for the rest of the week. So that's good. Uh Paul also says the ABA documentation mentioned MTD is still mission critical. My feeling is mentioned uh, HMRC need more visibility and support on the pilot. And that's exactly it. That's exactly what we're saying. The problem is that AAB document is actually the document that is petitioning. HMRC to hold off for another year if not more um, and HMRC do need more support on the pilot but the problem is they're not opening the door to let us do put more people to get those answers yeah um, was, it you, was it you saying about how most of their team was taken off uh, um, COVID um, related tasks yeah my understanding is that a lot of the team that were building the MTD port it's a side of things were redistributed during covid to things like track and trace systems and uh bounce back not bounce back loans uh covid grants and stuff like that and that mean that's why they're further behind than i think they anticipated being because or we'd have known about these problems maybe a year ago if it wasn't for covid because they would have yeah. crossed those bridges already yeah yeah and I, and I know from initial talks i've had with certain software vendors in terms of betas and stuff um one of the things that HMRC just have a bee in the bonnet is the amount of data they want to collect from MTD. It's so like there was, what was it, 45 different data points they want for your end of year submission. And out of those 45, five of them to me are relevant and important and critical, mission critical information. 
20 of them will happen will you know be a five percent of the population maybe less will ever need to worry about them and then the other ones are just ones that i had to get a book out to remember exactly what it related to they were that old and that out of date so yeah they may be relevant for one person out of six billion but yeah you know we i think i think hmrc need to work with the with the vendors as well and and really pull down what we need like what is mission critical data um because if that's the only way that these systems are going to are going to work if we can start them out as simplified as, as simple as possible and then we can build on extra features down the line um go for it no, no that was it i was just agreeing with you yeah uh, paul also says also mc m hill give me words out also hmrc has mtd it's uh, it's still limited to basic clients i feel most of those basis or trades are not using accountants anyway very very good point and and we're pro that as well like you know let's 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 give clients the opportunity to be able to do their own if they need to you know we can then support them in other ways you know hopefully we can well, as they grow or anything else we can you can pick them up there but if that is the case and it's all going to be about most of them don't already have accountants and we need more and more of those people being on the mtd themselves because they're going to be the ones that are going to tell us right or wrongly what's right or, or you know what how this is working um because the software developers need to have the time to be able to develop more than just the submission side of things but checking the data like we've already seen quickbooks as roadmap it's not just going to be about how to press the button to submit the data it's also going to be how to check that, that data is right first and foremost and, and and more of that is is so important going forward to make it accurate to make it worthwhile to make the data actually meaningful um but again if we don't have people utilizing the software and testing it out then that those sort of features will never get built so one's back to the same problems doesn't it so give me a bit incentivize on hmrc one way or another and i'm sure you'll get a big update um and then final uh comment of the day i don't agree hmrc should make mtd one solution only it's far better to have a solution for each trade let a client use hammock for his property and qbo from his plumbing work then let them choose one for the final submission which is designed to combine the results hopefully that's what's going to happen i think that that's the common sense approach isn't it yeah um the problem is whilst we all would love that to happen at the moment if i file one from hammock and then file one from qb i believe at this moment in time the way they've built it is the one from qb overrides the one overwrites the information from the hammock submission yeah or you know submission two overwrites submission one because it's seen as a an update not an additional piece of information i think that's one of the major flaws that hmrc are trying to overcome at the moment yeah exactly right because also out of all this we're forgetting the fact that we're still going to need to produce a set of accounts for some of these clients like sole trade accounts now sole trade accounts aren't the most complicated pieces of paper in the whole world but we still need sophisticated software to do that like ultimately at this point you know iris or cch or whatever solution you're using for your accounts production software you're having to send it to there you know if your client wants to do a mortgage or anything they're not going to just accept the sa302s they, they want to see a set of accounts in most circumstances like you know and hmrc want to encourage clients to have accounts to you know to go with the software that they're submitting uh, their um, uh, self-assessment they're submitting so what are we supposed to do as accountants are we supposed to send the data over to accounts production software, build a set of accounts for them, and then go back to whatever solution we're doing, maybe do some updates or, you know, opening balance journals or anything. It's, 
just going to become a complete mess if we're going to go down that route. So yeah, we're going to have. There's going to common sense is going to have to say that at some point we're going to have to say that you know this is the data we've submitted, but we've submitted it by another piece of software. We're going to use that end of year in whatever software we're going to use, and hopefully, fingers crossed, like the data just flows in there as you know P60s and all that other sort of information goes. That's you know that's what we would build if we were able to have a magic wand. And I think that's it. I think that's everything. I think we've uh, we've covered enough topics there. We've got a few more topics that we'll uh, we'll carry over for next week. I think yep. on that one. Uh, remember, if you do have any questions for us, to make sure that you use the question box down below, um, and you can release any questions or feedback or whatever it's going to be, so that we can answer them on to, on next week's show. Johan, anything you want to promote, push, talk about for this week coming forward? No, quite a week for, well, not quite at all, but all over the place for meetings, but I'm back to being a group managing director. I'm talking to my team, I'm talking to clients, um, we've got some meet, meetings coming up with in, our investors, we've got some meetings coming up with a potential acquisition, all of that good day-to-day stuff that I've not really done for the last few weeks because I've been all over the place with other tasks such as accounting web live and working with the team at quickbooks etc so it'd be nice to get back to normality yeah definitely same for me i've got a bit of a plug as well quickbooks live is on wednesday and it's our annual uh, let's look back at the year and and try and figure out what the software they released or features they released and try and rank them so it's always one of the more exciting version of episodes of quickbooks labs um so yeah hopefully people can join us for that one that's definitely going to be something that um, we're looking forward to on Wednesday. Don't forget that Ask the Accountant goes live each and every Monday, 8.30 a.m. So if you are listening to us back on a podcast service of your choice, then do think about coming to join us live on a Monday. Um, and speaking of podcasts, we go live on Wednesdays um, on a podcast service, as I said, of your choice. So plenty of ways to listen to us and, and, and understand us. And do we are very, very hopeful. I'm going to touch a lot of wood here. We are going to release our very first QuickBooks Ask the Accountant. So QuickBooks Ask the Accountant. We have cool friends. That episode should be live on Friday. So we've got a bit of a question mark over how we deliver it, but I think we've got it all sorted now. So we should find that you'll have on Friday dinner time something a little bit special, a little bit extra for you, listening ears. And we'll love to hear some feedback over that one when it goes live. And that's it, Johan. So from me, it is a goodbye. And goodbye from me. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week, 8.30, as always. And we look forward to answering your questions. Bye for now. Bye-bye.